This episode has been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. You are invited to attend their open house on November 10th to discover what makes Heschel special. Visit torontoheschel.org for more details. That's Toronto, H-E-S-C-H-E-L dot org. As non-essential travel resumes, we are excited to welcome fully vaccinated, documented non-citizens to the United States at our land and ferry border crossings. That's the sound from the new video by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency with tips for Canadian tourists who want to enter the United States for non-essential travel beginning today. Because after 20 months with the land border to the U.S. closed, fully vaccinated Canadians can drive across the U.S. border or take a ferry. Whether it's to visit your loved ones or to go cross-border shopping or to drive your own car or your RV down to your vacation property in Florida or Arizona. But does today's important milestone signal a return to normal travel? Well, our Jewish-Canadian travel experts say probably not until later in 2022. Especially because going anywhere means figuring out the confusing and constantly changing entry requirements for popular destinations, especially Israel, and the risks. And if you've got young, unvaccinated children, well, that's a whole other obstacle. And the cost of buying insurance if you can get COVID insurance. And then... You have to add on the costly tests for COVID that you need from the Canadian government to get home, plus the tests your destination country needs. The biggest complication, you know, for for myself who do a lot of groups is figuring out all these tests and scheduling these tests and the extra cost of the tests. I'm Ellen Bessner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, November the 8th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. All right, so this episode is really relevant to me personally because in a couple of weeks, I am going to fly to Florida for a week. And I'm still very anxious about going. And to be honest, I'm actually scared about getting COVID. And it's also because there's been so much hassle just to figure out the antigen tests and the PCR tests and do I need this? But if you do want to go for the winter holidays, where are the best and safest places to go? And what about next year? Well, coming up, you'll hear from three Jewish travel agents about why you should wait a bit for Israel till the spring, but cruises might be okay now, and why you should definitely buy more expensive seats and flexible hotel rooms. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Michael Posner in Forest Hill Village, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. So remember when the pandemic started and Zoom bombing became a thing? And some Jewish groups and synagogues found hackers getting into their lectures and services and doing anti-Semitism or anti-Israel insults. I actually thought that had all died down a bit. Maybe you did too. But last weekend, it happened to a Vancouver stamp expert. Ed Croft was lecturing to a North American group of Israeli stamp collectors. Not all the attendees were Jewish even. But just before Croft's lecture started, it was about Jewish colonies in Palestine through stamps. Two or three unknown guests signed in and started yelling things like F the Jews and they played Nazi marching music. And one even changed his name to Adolf Hitler before organizers were able to shut the meeting down and remove them. Croft says this was very upsetting and a report was made to the Anti-Defamation League in the United States. I asked Zoom officials how many cases of anti-Semitic Zoom bombing they've had, but they declined to answer. Although they did suggest some ways which organizations could protect themselves in the future to prevent this. 
It's been a very tough 20 months for travel agents, beginning last March when the Canadian government told everyone to stay home. Now the U.S. land border opens Monday, and quietly a couple of weeks ago, Canada lifted its global travel warning on many places. However, they are still telling you to avoid cruises. So where can you go? Where shouldn't you go this winter? And what will travel look like next year? Joining me now to talk about it are Dina Kuttner of LL's Canadian office, Jay Mandelker, he's a cruise specialist in Thornhill with YYZ Travel, and from Vancouver, Neil Chark, a senior travel advisor and sports tourism expert with Uniglobe Carefree Travel. So we're speaking as there's been some very important travel news come out in the last few days with the U.S. government making some decisions about opening the land borders. So uh, let's start with uh, you, Jay. How uh, is this going to impact your business and your clients going forward? We expect to get a surge of new bookings. Right now, over the past few months, it's been very slowly. Some people have booked wisely, anticipating the opening of the border or planning to fly in which case they're not affected by any border closures. Neil, from your perspective, uh, how long have you been waiting for this news and how is it going to impact you and your clients going forward? Well, we've had a, actually um, a steady amount of people going and flying across the border. Um, we don't have the uh, uh, sort of same situation in Ontario or other parts where people are driving across to go down to somewhere warm. I also was, was wondering, it says that if you're driving across from Canada to the United States, all you need is the proof of vaccination. But if you're coming back, you need the you need the negative PCR test. So I'm wondering if that's gonna if if that will change as well. Um, and then Dina, what about for Israel? Canadians have not been allowed to fly unless you have an Israeli passport or you have a first uh, degree relative in Israel. You need a special authorization from the government. But on top of that challenge is the vaccines that we've been receiving. And uh, I have not been told whether a mixed vaccine is a problem or not. I don't believe it is. But now it's even the fact that a lot of us were vaccinated in May or June and those vaccines, the validity is running out. So if people are planning on going, let's say, in December, how many of them will need a third shot? And as of right now, Canada is not giving those third shots except to uh, compromised uh, individuals or people in long-term care. So we don't really have an idea of when that green light is going to flash for Canadian travelers, regardless vaccine, boosters. There's so many questions still there. And we're trying to work on our winter schedule. And it's not really obvious as to how open it's going to be when the time comes. It's all about the vaccines at this point. So big question mark for, for Israel at, the, at this time. So, um, you know, people were very uncertain. I'm talking about snowbirds now. A lot of people said, I don't know if I should go. Florida is very still dangerous. Uh, you know, what are you hearing from your clients about trips to the sun destinations uh, for like November, December, January? I'm a snowbird myself. Yay. So I'm dying to go and I will go. The uh, people that I know who are either snowbird clients or just friends, many of them have been so upset not being able to get away last year that they have shipped or are planning to have a transport company take their cars and they will fly because that way there is no restriction. It's just adding undue cost to them, perhaps $1,600 to ship the car one way 
plus the two air tickets, which they otherwise would not have been spending on. As far as the West Coast goes, Neil, uh, in terms of where people are going in some destinations, where are your clients going? Uh, where in the you next? Know what? I would say that those uh, people that that don't have young kids uh, are still going. Uh, they're flying across. They're going. You know, otherwise, and I'm telling people, look, I want people to go uh, because it's important to travel is to live, you know, to live is to try. You have to go and people, you you know, people have to be careful. And, uh, you know, I'm making sure the one thing that I am seeing that I have not seen in the past is that 99% of my clients are, uh, are, are taking the maximum type of insurance. Whereas before this whole thing started, um, 99% of the time they said, Oh, I'm covered. I have this, I have that. Jay, you were nodding about insurance. What's uh, what's that? Yes, all about? because I concur wholeheartedly. There are some destinations to which you may not travel without COVID protection presently. Such as? Uh, Sunwing, uh, Cuba. Sunwing is uh, providing COVID insurance included in the price of their package. When people are looking at prices for insurance com- from insurance companies, they may say, oh, I'm going to go with company X because it's only $100. It's $20 less than company Y. But what they don't realize is what are the benefits? How much will that company pay if you have to make a claim? Or more importantly, will they pay or will they give you a hard time? When you're sick, when you're in an ambulance, it's not the time to have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather people not be schnorovatic and sp- get the insurance as part of their uh, travel plans. Neil, what are you saying in terms of um, the expense that people are now willing to pay or you're encouraging them to pay more for, you know, non-refundable for business class? Uh, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually finding that more travelers are opting for premium economy or business class tickets. Uh, they won't uh, uh, for, for longer flights and for shorter flights, they'll pay whatever extra in order to get a, uh, you know, uh, a better seat. And we're also seeing people, we're not even offering it anymore, but we're, you know, where you could save $20, $30 a night on a hotel room if you booked early and you wanted to have a non-refundable. We're not not even offering it. If people ask, we, you know, we say it's, you know, just not worth the, just just not worth, worth, worth the risk. The, The biggest complication, you know, for, for myself who do a lot of groups is figuring out all these tests and scheduling these tests and the extra cost of the tests and all those kinds of things are, uh, uh, are really, uh, uh, are really cumbersome. So I'm hoping that uh, uh, something like that will, uh, you know, dissipate a little bit. Jay, where should people go if they want to do a vacation this winter um, where it's safe? And then what about for 2022? As far as southern destinations are concerned, Caribbean islands and cruises, these are open, these are uh, running at enhanced sanitary protocols so that they are safe. For example, Royal Caribbean announced that 50,000 passengers, only two were sick. A lot of Canadians never consider South America, but it's a wonderful destination because A, you don't have that jet lag when going straight south. The time difference might be one hour only. Also, in uh, many of the South American countries, our dollar goes much further. Neil, what are you recommending? Well, 
you know, I'm hoping people will uh, uh, start going more to Hawaii. It's a good destination from here. And I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty safe. Uh, and uh, also I'm hoping that uh, starting in the spring, uh, you know, more people will start going to Israel. Uh, I'm excited about the fact that Israel has so, uh, with the Abraham Accords has so many, uh, you know, opportunities now to go to so many other countries uh, in Morocco or Dubai or other places like that for people that have been to Israel many times and are looking for uh, a new destination to sort of add on for, uh, you know, for three or four days. Uh, having the cruise industry come back in Alaska, uh, you know, being situated in Vancouver is very important because we lost uh, probably $300 million this year with having no cruise ships come into uh, Vancouver. So uh, I'm hoping that some of those destinations uh, will uh, will come back and I'm hoping that families will uh, decide to uh, find it uh, safer to go. I think once the kids are vaccinated, it will uh, be a whole it will be a game changer last go around for everybody uh final word to you dina about outlook for travel for 2021 2022 uh my final words will be just uh we're all hanging in we're all ready to go back to what we had in the past and that is bringing people to israel and it will happen and it will happen in the next few months i'm sure at the latest, uh, it will be January to March. And Neil, last word to you. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sing uh, sing a lot of Israel because it's Maccabi Games this summer, and I know my, my I have a nephew who plays goalie and is going to be on uh, the Canadian hockey team, and um, I you know it's a good it, it, it's a great time to go, and uh, I just want to see all my friends and colleagues in Israel working again and. Uh, uh, you know, going there and, uh, uh, you know, getting back home. You should know that as of now for Israel, they're not letting you in unless your last vaccine was very recent. Anybody who had theirs before the middle of May of this year will not be allowed unless you have recovered from COVID. Also, no kids are being let in unless they already had COVID too. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. And this episode is also brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. Attend their open house on Wednesday, November 10th. Go to torontoheschel.org for more details. Today's listener shout-out goes to Brian Cohen. He's a Canadian, he just moved to Buffalo, New York, and he wrote in to tell me he's listened to all 100-plus episodes of the CJN Daily. Wow. And we'll end the episode today with an update on that young Montreal student, Sam Tenenbaum, who was running the New York City Marathon on Sunday to raise money for needy Holocaust survivors. Well, he finished it in 4 hours and 28 minutes. That is amazing. And he raised double his goal, over $7,500. And this is what it sounded like. Yeah! Let's go, boys! Let's go, Poop! How about I give you a medal, man? Please. Here you go. Congratulations, bro. Thank you. 
The Limud Toronto Festival takes place on Sunday, November 21st. Limud features educators, performers, authors, activists, and innovators from around the world. The Limud Festival of Jewish Learning celebrates creativity, diversity, inclusivity, and discussion. Everyone is welcome. All tickets to Limud are pay what you can. Learn more at limud.ca.